Welcome to the Travis Masterbone Podcast. I am your host, Travis Masterbone, talking some shit to impact your life. This is episode 19, titled Michael Jordan and Narcissism. Quote, Narcissists seem to be driven by a high desire to obtain unearned status from others. The most important thing to them is not status in relationship to competence or performance, but just in status for its own sake. End quote. Jordan Peterson. We are going to kick this off with a little Greek mythology. I am no expert, so I am definitely leaving out a lot of the story and doing my best to summarize um, the story of Echo and Narcissus. And so Narcissus, he was a Greek character figure, very distinguished for his beauty and many nymphs uh, such as uh, the nymph Echo were in love with him. And so nymphs are young women at the peak of their attractiveness. Uh, I found young woman, young bride, young wife, and they're just very beautiful. And that's what they called them in Greek mythology. And so Echo, uh, she was in love with him. And ultimately, Mr. Narcissus, of course, falls in love with his own reflection. And so how the story goes, he was out hunting with the boys. Uh, Echo was out there. I skipped a lot of the story, but Echo, she was out there, saw him, tried to grab him because she thought he was the most beautiful thing she's ever seen. And then Narcissus denied her, rejected her, ran off and left her alone. Um, so she, after being snubbed, came across a bunch of other nymphs and um, they, these women, these girls as well, were rejected by narcissists. And even though Echo at the time accepted her rejection, these women did not. And so they cried out to the goddess Nemesis to take vengeance on Narcissus and punish him. And so Nemesis did so. And Narcissus was trotting along out in the woods and he stumbles upon a river. And then he looks over to get a drink and he sees himself, his reflection, and spends days contemplating his own image in the water. He did it so much that he stopped eating, started to wither, but that still didn't stop him from admiring his own reflection. He then fell in the water, trying to grasp it physically, and ended up drowning because he was too weak to swim and pull himself out of the river. And apparently his spirit uplifted into the world of the dead, where he continued to contemplate his own uh, image in the river there as well. Apparently there's a river in the world of the dead. But moving forward, beautiful flowers grew in the spot where Narcissus died by the river. The nymphs who summoned Nemesis to take care of him, um, they named the flowers after him, Narcissus. And then Echo plunged into a deep sadness, lived in a secluded mountain cave, and yada, yada, yada. That's pretty much where the story ends and its significance and however, whatever. Um, this is very popular in the subject of Roman art. But overall, this is the root of the words narcissism and echoism, which I recently discovered that word specifically. But in Freudian psychiatry and psychoanalysis, uh, uh, narcissism denotes an excessive degree of self-esteem or self-involvement, a condition that is usually a form of emotional immaturity. 
And I'm doing this episode because I feel like the word narcissism has been a buzzword as of lately, um, in general, but also directed at me, believe it or not. And so something in the ethos decided to plant this idea to make an episode talking about it and involving one of my idols, the great Michael Jordan. And I'll explain in a little bit um, why he is relevant and I'll make my points then. But um, overall, uh, curiosity is an understatement. I have been struggling to find a universal definition from my peers And it's funny because everyone's so quick to call someone a narcissist. But I've come to find when I ask them to define it, they aren't so quick. And the answers vary. They're all over the place. All along a similar pathway, but they definitely have some discrepancies. And so for the most part, I wanted to really try to clarify to the best of my ability. Um, (laughs) Overall, the human language is a trip. And as I start to rant throughout this episode, we are going to find some very interesting angles to contemplate, and we're going to hit some conundrums. And hopefully at the end, I give some room for you to ponder, and maybe you can shoot me a comment or a text, I don't give a shit, and answer some questions for me, and maybe you can sharpen up my my podcast episode for me, you narcissist. But anyways, let's look at it. The bare minimum, the basics what everyone is capable of doing, go to Google, what is the definition of narcissism, this is from Oxford, excessive interest in or admiration of oneself and one's physical appearance. I mean, I guess they have to be coupled up, I don't know, Um, but if you scroll down a little bit further, I came across Duke University's DukeHealth.org article, and I'll be referencing this because it's just a nice little jumping off point here. Uh, It's an article that highlights the symptoms of narcissistic personality disorder. So it's a personality disorder. It's a diagnosis, okay? And let's keep that in mind. So here are the nine. One, sense of self-importance. Two, preoccupation with power, beauty, or success. Three, entitled. Four, can only be around people who are important or special. Five, interpersonally exploitive for their own gain, six, arrogant, seven, lack of empathy, eight, must be admired, nine, envious of others or believe that others are envious of them. So we could pick up our all nine of these symptoms accordingly. Um, So after I did the basic definition, the opening quote, Jordan Peterson, I wanted to see what he thought. And he had some very um, interesting thoughts on narcissism. He is a psychologist. So again, this is a diagnosis. This is a disorder, a personality disorder. So I wanted to hear his thoughts on it. And he seems pretty consistent with it. I watched multiple videos, but essentially he titles it as a quote unquote camouflage strategy, stage acting, a persona that this person constructed and referring to that opening quote, this construction is motivated to obtain a high moral virtue, but in the absence of the work necessary to obtain it, status is all that matters. And then he says, confidence of the competent without the competence. And I really just love that quote. And so they're passing themselves off as competent and putting themselves on this a virtue pedestal without the real work to get you there. 
and without the genuine praise that comes with it from other people. So they basically are just overclaiming their contributions. And I know we've all stumbled upon people who are like this, where everything or anything that goes wrong, guess what? It's your fault. But everything and anything that goes right, it's their doing. It is the narcissist's doing no matter what. And I think that is a really, really big highlight. When we look at this word narcissist, it could branch out into a bunch of different factors. We named off nine symptoms, but I think that one right there is a really big indicator. Uh, Mr. Peterson also highlights that they are loud um, when it comes to relaying it to superiors or people who are more powerful than them and they are quick to denigrate you if you offer some type of alternative right so again uh, it's all your fault anything that that's right i'm going to take credit and then whatever the topic is there's no room for discussion no room for discourse or dialogue it is non-existent in a narcissist world and then so moving forward from there I'd assume that a narcissist, there's multiple avenues one can take. Um, it could be performed directly, indirectly. You could be conscious of it, unconscious of it. I think most of them could be uh, unconscious, I would assume. Uh, but let's move forward and talk about and introduce Michael Jordan and my thoughts deeply on narcissism and some questions to ask. Michael Jordan, if you don't know who he is, get a clue. He is the greatest basketball player of all time in my opinion um, he is my original idol that inspired me to play basketball when I was really young and I had to ask myself uh, this question like you know what if is Michael Jordan a narcissist and as I said earlier this is a personality disorder Jordan Peterson is a psychologist so when I asked this question and I'm asking it just by myself without the microphone. I have no clue. And I'm not qualified to diagnose such a person as a narcissist, especially if I don't know them, right? But I think there are some things to consider, and maybe this is already sprouted in your head. Maybe we all have levels of narcissism, especially if it branches out accordingly, and there's symptoms such as the the Duke nine symptoms, like the first one is a sense of self-importance. I think it's okay to have a sense of self-importance, right? Um, I don't really have too much of a problem if someone wants to chase power and beauty and success, right? It just depends on if that impacts and affects people around you and how you obtain such power and beauty, etc. Um you know, I don't think anyone should be arrogant. I don't think anyone should be, lack empathy and must be admired, right? So if it's a genuine drive, those first two symptoms of that Duke article, you know, I'm not really too upset about it. But again, this is why I say levels, like maybe there's portions of us or times, what have you, where we can behave narcissistically, etc. And so did Michael Jordan have some levels of narcissism when it came to the sport of basketball? when he was on the court and my speculation yes again speculation I don't know but I would assume on the court you know if we are looking at that criteria he had a very high self-importance view of him especially when it came to his teammates he just didn't trust them with the last shot he was the one 
that was going to have the last shot. Inferior Hoopers beware. And when people talk about him in practice, he did have lack of empathy. He didn't care about the excuses, etc. He wanted to be the best. He wanted his team to be the best. And so they deemed him an asshole when he's on the court. Okay. So the question is, did this bleed over off the court, right? Other environments, other situations. So I don't know for a fact if this did. So that takes me out on whether or not I can deem him overall a narcissist because environment and situation is muy importante. And expanding upon that, think about it. If this is true, how does one person behave towards a certain individual versus another? Are you narcissistic more often than not around friends versus your family versus strangers, fans versus a loved one, your wife, etc.? Relativity is highly at play here. Another reason why I can't deem MJ a narcissist. Um, I'm lacking seriously important and relevant information. I can only speculate, and this is why I think it's a weird buzzword. People are so quick to call someone a narcissist, but deep down, they don't have all the information, and I don't think they're really understanding the definition here. I think it's a bit more complicated than that. But I'll tell you this much. You hear it. A lot, right? Um, and so, let us think about what exactly is a healthy level of confidence. Towards the end, I'm going to bring up, once again, Aristotle's golden mean concept. But what is a healthy level of confidence? Like, think about it. And then how is that measured? You know, I couldn't find a Duke article on it. But to be honest, it's a tough question. Relativity, again, highly involved. And we see ourselves... I've talked about it quite a bit in my Mushrooms episode, episode 9, uh, regarding solipsism. You know, it's all about the perceiver versus the perceived, right? So let's look at a scenario. If one person has extremely low self-esteem and low confidence, you know, this is an echoist, right? So let's refer back um, to that word echoist, uh, uh, echo in the Greek mythology story that I opened up with. Uh, echoism is the polar, op- uh, polar, polar opposite of narcissism. And they struggle to express themselves. They have low self-esteem, lack of self-identity and clear desires, believe that other people's needs and happiness come before their own. And this is usually a tragic reaction from having been rejected, like our girl Echo. And so... Um, could these people, you know, perceive a person with just healthy level of confidence as overconfident? Of course. And then they can just deem them a narcissist. You know, we hear this all the time after a tough ending to a relationship. How many times have you heard someone on one side call the other person a narcissist? Right. I've had it done to me in my marriage. I was called that. I didn't really think much of it, but it kind of bothered me. I'd never, never been called that before. So it made me think deeply and contemplate. If I was unconsciously or indirectly coming off as a narcissist, so down the rabbit hole I went back then, and here I am again, <laughs> you know, making sure I'm not a narcissist with the overall goal of essentially not pissing off others. And so, relativity. Keep that in mind. The next question is, 
just how I ended right there. I don't know. Do narcissists do that? Do they dig into their own being and down the rabbit hole on learning about the word and trying to justify if they are or they aren't? I don't know. Uh, But like Jordan Peterson said, and as I stated earlier, the narcissist is always right, lacks empathy. He's arrogant. And nobody else's opinion matters. There's no dialogue. So if someone were to call me a narcissist, uh, would a narcissist absorb it and try to remedy the potential uh, behavior or personality disorder? Or would they brush it the fuck off thinking that that person is absolutely, absolutely wrong out their mind? There's no way that's true. I'm fucking right. You know? And so I personally, this is just my opinion, I don't think I have this trait. In fact, I think it is me acknowledging my lack of knowledge in many areas in life that actually shuttle me towards people who know more than me and appreciate people more. Um, I sort of behave like a sponge around people that I just admire and want to be like. Um, You can dive a little deeper and say, well, you're doing that for selfish means, yada, yada. But I think as long as you're not being cruel and not hurting anybody and you're just trying to learn and then you're not just holding it to yourself, like no one gives a shit about what you know, you know, it's all about are you willing to give it to others and teach others without looking for some type of reward or admiration, then I don't think that's narcissistic to do so. And I'm always on the I'm always on board for discussion and dialogue and hearing the other side. And I absolutely know I am not always correct. Okay, that's a fact. So further confirmation for myself is this whole idea of obtaining high status for just the sake of status without the hard work. I mean, that sounds disgusting to me. Whether it's me or anyone else with that sole objective, that does not sound appealing or meaningful whatsoever. And so back to my man, Michael Jordan, I don't like to believe that MJ obtained all of his rings, his accolades and his prestige and fame with just the sole purpose of just having the high status alone. The good thing is he backed it up with an insane amount of hard work and perseverance, passion, etc. But again, that's just on the court. I don't know. This relativity thing really fucks with me. So I wanted to close out with some thoughts and maybe room for discussion. We will revisit Aristotle's golden mean. Echoism is an extreme on the far left. Low low self-esteem. Far right is narcissism. Full of your fucking self to the point where it poisons everyone around you and actually is your downfall. But a healthy self-esteem, healthy self-confidence right in the middle. I want someone to message me and give me a good word that fits that good median right there. I haven't been able to find a specific word. But I think this really applies very well to anyone and everyone who was listening today. And, you know, just, again, contemplate it. Let me know. Digest everything that I've said today. And I think most importantly, use the word narcissist cautiously and rarely. If you're not a psychologist and you don't understand its definition fully, then maybe think twice about using it especially if you don't fully know someone, because let's face the facts. Who do we really know? Every day I'm learning new shit about myself as I grow and change, etc. And so 
Um, and words are powerful. Who knows what that word can do to someone's self-esteem and perception of themselves. And depending on how they perceive you, who's telling them that as well. And so keeping all this in mind, I hope this rant opened up your mind a little bit to dive a little deeper, look at yourself, look at others. Um, a lot of brainstorming and speculation and ranting here. And maybe it sparks some ideas within you. Um, and maybe this can lead to something more meaningful on a grander scale. Uh, uh, even if I never get to see that manifestation, I really don't care. This is my podcast. This is my therapeutic venting that I do. And it helps me with research. And, you know, to me, this is cherishable. So hopefully you enjoy it or don't uh, in regards to uh, the boredom of it. I could understand that sometimes this stuff could be a little draggy, but I found this topic very interesting. And as always, please like, share, subscribe, all that shit. And thank you for listening to the Travis Masterbone podcast. Yours truly. And I look forward to you tuning in next time. Farewell.